From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 587. Today's show is brought to you by Wild Grain and Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hey, Mike. How are you doing? I don't have a top register of my voice right now. Is <laughs> I I'm can noticing. tell. I, yeah. Like, yeah. I've been sick this week, and like you can hear it all the time, but if I try and get like up there... Mm. I lose it, you know, like, hi, yeah. Brad, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I'd just go ahead and call that out up, up yeah. front, uh, Mike, yeah. a little bit under the weather. Uh, this is so like a thing be, that be a I've always squeaky had, like, today. You know, doing what I do for a living, mm-hmm. you can't get away from it when you're sick. Like, nope. there's no hiding. Everyone's going to nope. know, you know, and yep. that's where yep. I am in my life today. Yeah, well, we appreciate you being here. You're sounding okay. You're sounding okay. We can we can get you through this stationary world. Mostly, you I just no need doubt. me to ramble for about forty five, fifty minutes, and uh, got the best we'll man be, for the job. We'll be in good shape. I, and and I've got really good things to ramble about up front. So, I was talking uh, on Twitch as I do several times a week uh, last week, just talking about how notebook usage, right? Like you and I talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. We're big notebook fans. We've both made, you currently make notebook products. I've made notebook products in the past. We have opinions, um, you know, general opinions. We're not that strict on notebooks, but I had a question more, not about notebook style, but notebook quantity. And it came up because almost every day before I stream, I will sit with my three notebooks that I use Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Like, I'm really, like, dead set on this setup that I have. So these are all things we've talked about uh, before, so I'm not breaking any new ground here. But my plotter, narrow, is my planner and kind of to-do list, brain dump, little quick ideas, things like short, short format stuff plus planner. Then I have my Hobonichi five-year journal, which is, you know, takes me, you know, one or two minutes a day to fill out. So that's in the stack. And then I have my regular A5 notebook, which I call my everything notebook. Like it's a catch-all, right? I can have, I can journal, I can explore ideas, I can test pens and inks. It's just whatever I want to put in there. So those three things are in action every day. And so we got to talk about that on Twitch and I was like, oh, well, let me go. Let me go pop a poll up on Mastodon since uh, like I use the, the Ivory app and Mastodon's got some good polling features and they're all integrated and it was real easy and I got a surprising amount of feedback on this or a surprising amount of votes on this. We're going to link it in the show notes. You don't have to have a Mastodon account to see this. You can go see this. So I put out a poll that says how many different different notebooks do you use on a daily basis, right? I kept, I kept it super simple, right? I didn't want to like really, really just kind of go into like more details than, hey, every day, what is your notebook set up like? And the options were one, which is obvious. Then I did two to three, which I thought was a fair kind of catch-all for like the multiple notebook users. And then I thought four was the transition point. Four or more was the transition point into like, yeah, this is a real like real thing for some people use like six, seven, eight notebooks, like maybe not on a every day, mm. but uh, pretty, pretty close. So um, we got 115 votes and I'll have a link to the results also in the show notes you can see. So 29% were one notebook a day, 65% Mike were two to three notebooks per day. And then 6% were four or more notebooks a day. Now, I also, one of the good things that I enjoy about Mastodon is um, 
the ability to follow hashtags. So I put a hashtag in here, fountain pens, and there's a really good fountain pen community uh, on this. So that's why I feel like I like I have like, I don't know, not even a thousand followers on Mastodon. And that's a good number of votes. Like if I did this way back in the day on the old bird site and had, you know, 13,000 followers, I'd do the same poll. I wouldn't get that many more votes than I just got on this. So right. that was a pretty telling uh pretty telling result but regardless the the results i think probably lined up to my expectation what would you have thought knowing that you know it's a little bit rigged that i've you know tagged the fountain pen users into this post what would they think um so number one what do you use on a daily basis and number two uh what do you think about the results i mean i'm probably in the two to three range i think Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah that sounds about right to me like on average, I mean, there'll be the occasion where I might do more, but right. if I got, but like my kind of like average daily uses would be two to three, I guess mm-hmm. because huh, this is like a funny thing. I would probably have more than three, but I don't use all of them. Right. Right. Like that's maybe a, I don't know if that's what you're asking. Right. But like I would have more than, I would have four, I have four or more notebooks that I may use. Yeah, but on a daily basis, I don't use all of them, right? Right. So I think so, there's a daily use aspect, and then there's an there's active like a total in aspect, use yeah. aspect. So like my I call daily that active would be notebooks. That's a different two to different three. category. And yeah. I would say I'm probably very rarely over two, but mm-hmm. uh, I I do have two two to three um, different notebooks in use on a daily basis. Yeah, uh, and, and also think- these numbers, the sixty five percent number. That actually, I think, is a little high. Like, I would have expected maybe a little more than 6% in four or more. But That's the one. Yeah, same. But it, it makes sense to me. You know what, though? I wonder if you polled the second one, like, mm-hmm. how many notebooks, like, could you use? <laughs> you know, like, how many <laughs> notebooks do you have, like, yeah. active right now? That might be a... I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the four or more skew higher. Because, like, I naturally answer two. Because mm-hmm. it's what I use rather than what I may use. Yeah, so I think about this the, the same, kind of the same way you do. So yep. I think a lot of us that actually listen to a podcast about pens, you, a lot of you may have a planner and a journal, right? That's yep. two, like just by default every day, which is kind of why I wanted to like catch that in that two to three category. And that's why I think it jumped up so high in this. I actually thought, which I'm surprised to hear you say this, that four or more would be more. Um, just not fra- like 10%, right? Not like some, not like 20 something percent, but like, I thought it might be more like a 10% uh, type of rate, but that's where you start having that line of differentiation. Like you were talking about there is like, I use these definitively every day. I also have X amount of active notebooks, which if I use three per day to do like me journaling, um, catch all and planning, um, I might also have some, you know, a sketchbook or some idea notebooks or whatever Mm. that may not get used every day that would fall in this category. So I thought it was interesting. So it was some really good feedback on this. It did kind of pretty much went how I thought. And um, I was just I was more than more than anything. I was happy with the amount of votes I got, which was pretty cool to see. So that was that was nice. Uh, They're on uh, Mastodon getting to pull that up. And I'm not surprised people have opinions on the notebooks, you know. Yes, that's why know. we ask. That's why know. we ask, Mike. Yep. Um, 
people also have opinions on this next pen mic, um, uh, as they should. This is, <laughs> this is a very divisive product, uh, not for everybody, but as you know, it's a product I love. It's the CW and T pen type B. I was scrolling through Instagram and they got me, Mike. Like I haven't ordered this, but they're doing an orange Cerakote. Um, remember like the, the Mark one did the orange Cerakote barrel yep. for, uh, the Mark one pen type B and orange Cerakote. It's like, come on, man. It looks <laughs> it's like, excellent. Yeah. Like, like this is the, this is the kind of pen kind of like the Mark one where you just have this platform for color and, creativity and i actually didn't know they that they had done a bunch of anodized models as well yeah, anodized ones are fun um so i so i have two i have the titanium in matte finish which is my favorite and then i have the original brass sleeve which was my first one which i i prefer the titanium one because it's a little bit lighter uh sleeve even though when i use them i'm only using the the pin barrel part, I usually don't re-sleeve it to use when I'm writing, if that makes sense. Those words mm. didn't come out exactly as I intended. But I'm usually it's like a posting thing, right? You unsleeve it. I use the stainless steel barrel to write with, and usually the sleeve is in my hand or on the desk. Um, but it's just lighter. I like the titanium feel better, but God, this they I like I'm trying to be trying to be good as I go into finishing like my um, Panatic 100, which we're going to be wrapping up soon and at least getting into past phase one. I was like, do I need to spend $230 <laughs> on, an, uh, on a high-tech uh-huh. C-Pen? I'm, I'm actually not going to buy this right now. So, But then it means um, that I'm, the 100 is working. This is the point. It, it, it is. Right? It is. And like, I'm not even counting like rollerballs and pins like this in this, but it's like I'm trying to just manage the overall thing. And you know what? If I get to a place where I want this later, fine. Like, I'm just trying to... I'm doing that thing where you see the thing that you want and then you sit on it for a while. Yeah. Right. And if you still want it six months from now, okay. Yeah. Go for it. Like that's kind of the way I'm thinking about buying expensive products right now because that's a very expensive pen. Yeah. Right. And it's something I wouldn't use every day. So I try to think about that a a little bit more than just like jamming buttons. Um, But now all I want to do is carry around my titanium one. So that's what I end up doing, Mike, when I see products like this. Uh Like if a new Retro 51 comes out, right? Because like, oh, I like that. And like, it's easy to just go like buy them all. Well, I'll just go grab one that I already love and start using it. And then I'll forget about uh, the FOMO one that I'm staring at on the screen and hovering over the buy button. So I don't know if you ever have that uh, that feeling um, as well to where you like, you know, someone in my situation, I already have a lot of these things. So yep. do I need a second one? So well, I'll just use the first one for a while and, and kind of get my fix and go, yeah, boy, this is a really good pen. I'm pretty happy with this. So yeah. Um, just don't don't click on the anodized ones either, chat. Like they're good. Don't they're, they're really good. good. They're good. I mean, as I said many times, pen isn't for me, but these yes. these are cool looking. Like these are that that orange that they've chosen. It looks similar to the orange that that Tom and Dan used, right? That kind of like safety orange. I, I wonder if it's like a literal. Like it might be the same color. item number, right? Like, yeah. col- you know, Cerakote number 289, right, is this color kind of thing. I don't know how that works, but I, I since it's like a paint or like a finish, I would imagine it's like a there's a very fixed range of certain colors, and it could just happen well, to pick the same one, right? I mean, yes and no. So 
there are Cerakote collars, but it's very easy to mix, to blend a collar. So, oh, okay, the, okay. Because it's just paint, essentially. Yes. So the Cortex one, the, the blue one, that's mm-hmm. a custom mix that oh, Tom did for us to try and... I was trying to get something that was... It's like the Cortex logo is interesting, right? Like if you actually take what the blue is, it's not that blue, like the the light blue in the scan lines. Mm-hmm. So I have like colors that I believe are like representations of what the blue appears to be. Yeah. And that's yeah. what the blue of the Cortex brand one is. Uh, and yeah, that was a mi- that was like a, a mix that, that Tom and Dan did for me. Cool. Well, it sure came out great. So yeah, like Cerakote is incredibly... Um, uh customizable like you can just be like take this one like take this paint take this paint and just mix them together and you get a color Mm -hmm. out of it like you get off the shelf stuff right and so like potentially they're going to use the same off the shelf one Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. i don't know Mm -hmm. but you could take that orange and maybe mix it with a little yellow or a little red and you could change up the color and then just spray it and these you create formulas right like this part this to this part that Gotcha. Look at that. Um, there you go. Look at me note. teaching you something. That was good. Yeah, I didn't know that, but like yeah. the Cerakote, then didn't I didn't even consider mixing them. I was like, just yeah, like a like a Pantone color. Like yeah. I was thinking it more of a just picking, like but being a paint, like that makes complete sense. Thank yeah, you, I knew nothing about Cerakote until uh, the Mark One, and then like talking to Tom and Dan about it, because like really Cerakote, like it mostly comes from was mostly used in like I mean. It's, sucks but painting guns and stuff like people right, get right, like right. guns custom painted and knives and stuff like that it's very heavy in edc right but now as well like i'm used to it with the keyboard hobby like people get their keyboard seracoded oh so like the base or whatever you call yeah, it yeah like the like the, the frame the aluminium part the you frame. get it seracoded mm-hmm. like some some keyboards are sold with seracote and some mm-hmm. people just do it as like an aftermarket thing you just got to find a place that will do it and they'll just spray it for you. Kind of like how you'd get a car sprayed or whatever. Yeah. But there are like accreditations you can go through with the Cerakote people and be like, yeah, you can do this. Like, and you know, you go, they'll go on a little course and stuff like that. But yeah, there right. you go. Cerakote. Nice. Look at you. Love it. Love it. And it's ceramic coating in case anybody was interested. That's what the Cerakote yeah. and the coat mean. Yeah. All- allegedly more durable, but yeah. It depends on how much you beat yourself up, but and it's, also, it's like, supposed to more durable than what? You know what I mean? Right, right, like, right. But I, I do think that <laughs> then, that is why, like, it's pretty heavy in EDC because it yeah. is it's durable and it produces and can produce really interesting color and it's a matte texture. It's very different to so it's grippable anodization or whatever. Yep. I prefer Cerakote to anodizing personally, from just like a visual <laughs> perspective. You just get way more vivid color. Yeah. If you if you coat, then if you anodize, I've found anyway for my taste. Sure, sure. Just yeah, two completely different things, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on what you're going for. Yeah, very but, different. Um, look. That, yep, yep. Looks great. Um, random note on here. I'm one of the backers of CWNT's product called Fifty Five Sixty Six Eighty Eight. I'm a I'm spoiler. I'm a CWNT super fan. I love everything they do. Nobody's surprised um, about this. <laughs> so this is a Kickstarter. And Mike, would you be surprised that it's been a catastrophe so far? Oh no! <laughs> they got they 
got everything. They received everything back from the manufacturer and rejected 100% of the order. So good times. Good times over oh, there in Kickstarter land. this was the little land. phone stand thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. They came back all dinged and like it was Great. it was bad. They were sharing pictures. Like Seiway was sharing pictures and it's like, oh my gosh. This like, is what, what is terrifies happening? me about Kickstarter. <laughs> right? Because if you were just doing that on your own, you're just dealing with it, right? Like you're just dealing with it. And it's just yeah. like, oh, this is annoying. Yeah. You just keep dealing with it. But yeah. this is like, oh my gosh. What are yeah. they going to do? <laughs> they, they're getting them all they, redone? Yeah, yeah. And I think they've already got the samples of the redone ones. Like, uh, Sayway, I don't know if Taylor joined him, but, but did a, a, I apparently did like a whole Zoom call just to like explain and show everything. Like it's been, I didn't join it, but it's just been a mess. It's been, but it's they just are like, pros, so they know how to handle it, right? Like this is, if you're going to, if you do it, this is how to handle it from like yep. communicating with people. Yeah. Um, but what an, oh my gosh, what a nightmare. Yeah. So they're going through it right now. But no, anyway, thank I, thought, you. I thought that was worth pointing out. It's like, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Kickstarter, everybody. This is what it's <laughs> that's why, that's why we do our, our Kickstarters a little bit different. If and when we do them, we do them like almost uh, do them a little bit differently, you know, known uh, quantity these days. We're not stuff. making, yeah, known quantity type of things like when we did retros or other things like that. So yeah. Yeah. Or like when you've made stuff, right? Or you and Jeff yes. made stuff. So you know, yeah, how hands to do on, that. like, I'm literally putting my hands on this until it gets out the door, yep. right? So um, it's, yeah, Kickstarter oof, still gives me nightmares, but it's, I, I also love it, right? It's this very, yep. <laughs> very weird feeling about the whole thing. So yeah, it's really good, really good. All right, let's take our first break and thank a new sponsor for the show. That is Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever Bake From Frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. Brad, can you tell the Panatic listeners a little bit about the box of goodies you got from Wild Grain? Yeah, so this box showed up at my door, mm-hmm. and I did not know what to expect, honestly. So I ended up with two loaves of sourdough, uh-huh. a uh, set of pastries, apple like apple turnovers, and a couple of different pastas for them. And looking at this, I was excited to get the sourdough into the oven like immediately. Like, I'm a bread person, you're a bread person, all of the things. Like, I have to try this out, because I, I was just kind of blown away with the whole box setup. So you just grab the loaf... I fired up the oven. I forget it was like 350, 400 degrees. Put the loaf of sourdough in for like 25 minutes. And this, just to be clear, this is like keyboard size loaf of bread. This isn't like a small little serving. This was like multiple meals worth of bread. And it just came out flawless and I loved it. And the pastas were spectacular. The pastas just come as like individual pastas. They're they're like not part of a meal. You make your own meal around it. So we did like grilled chicken around the pasta. Oh, that's good sourdough bread yeah it was great i love the the whole kit that they sent it was kind of spectacular was it easy it was it was beyond it was too easy too easy to where <laughs> yeah to where i was like there's no way i'm doing this right there it's like there's literally no way i'm doing this right but i did like it was literally just put it in the oven put it on for 25 minutes let it cool when you take it out and then go to town on some awesome sourdough it was fantastic i'm not too good at the letting it cool part 
<laughs> that was that was legit the hardest part because you know what that smells like in your kitchen. Yeah, right? I'm looking at that pot. Cooking like fresh bread. That was actually like, oh, I was taken out of the oven. I was like, oh, you need a, like another 20 minutes or whatever it was to let it sit. I was like, okay, fine. We'll just let this sit. So I, I'll plan I'll plan better for the second one uh, to, to know what I'm getting into. So out there, you can fully customize your own wild grain box so you can have incredible bread like Brad. You can get any combination of bread, pasta, and pastries that you like. If you want a box of all bread or all pasta or all pastries, you can have it. You know, live your best life. For mm-hmm. a limited time as well, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash penaddict to start your subscription. That is correct. Free cro- croissants, croissants, Brad, in Easy every box. Say. Easy for me to say. And $30 off your first box. Just go to wildgrain.com slash penaddict. That is wildgrain.com slash penaddict. Or you can use the promo code penaddict to check out to get that wonderful offer. Our thanks to Wild Grain for the support of this show and Relay FM. I gotta go. I gotta go turn on the oven as soon as we're done here. Get that extra Red time, get that baby. Extra lift going. It Let's is. Go. It is. It's also shout out of the week time, shout Mike. Out of the week. And as I like to do, I always like to meet our makers. That Caroline writes up every month for the Pen Attic. This has been a wonderful series that Caroline has put a lot of work into. Uh, this month we have Mayfair Pens, Ben Stewart, who I got to meet at the DC Pen Show. And these are some of the most interesting pins I've seen in a long time. I started seeing these on Instagram earlier this year and was just really compelled about what Ben was doing and seeing the designs he would come up with. It, like yep. It's a very different and unique shape pin. Admittedly, not for everybody, right? So it's a, it's a bigger, broader pin, a little bit of a different uh, non-traditional setup, which I love. Like, I love looking, the experiment. Yeah. I think these pins are really cool looking. Yeah, the materials are yep. nuts. Ben, yep. like this is this is the wild stuff, right? This is we're not making like your basic um, black barrel pen with gold trim here. This is like really interestingly interesting use of materials, interesting shapes, interesting designs. Do you have a favorite so, shape? Well, I the one I bought is called. Uh, I always forget the the name. It's the bottom one here. The Vanyar Van. Where is Vanyar? it? So I. Vanyar. So it's the longer shape with the shorter cap and like the different uh, middle mid color there. So um, I got to test them all out at the DC pin show at the table, right? So I could see the shorter ones, the longer ones, the, there's some eyedropper specific ones. I got one that you could eyedropper, but you can use it with a converter as well. So that was kind of like the bigger I like the look of the Silmaril. That's model? probably where I would go next. Yes. Yeah. Because and that's kind of like got the some flair, but is maybe the like just looking at it anyway, like maybe the least out there shape wise. Mm-hmm. Like it's maybe yep. the, the closest, but still got something going on. So like maybe you kind of like dip your tongue in with it. But like, so the one that's on here, like the on the page and the Mayfair page where it just looks like it's full of glitter. I freaking love the look <laughs> of that pen, man. That I think I saw that one. Pen. I think I saw that one in DC. I was like, this is wild. This that is, is wild. So, pen. Yeah. So I picked one up from Ben at DC. Uh, Caroline wrote uh, Ben's story up uh, this week on for the pen addict. So go check that out. We'll have a link in the show notes. So uh, uh, meet your maker. Shout out of the week, Mayfair Pens. Thank you, Ben, for participating in this. And uh, thank you, Caroline, for getting this uh, 
all taken care of. So I, I love this series, obviously, because I keep raving about it. So you put something in the notes, and I've looked at it multiple <laughs> times, and I don't understand what it is. It's called the Sailor Limited Edition Dipton Ink and Hokoro Dip Pen. What is this? Yeah. What is this? Yeah, so I'm kind of excited about this. This okay. was not, uh, there was no intention for this to be in the show notes until I did an unboxing yesterday. Okay. And use this product that I just picked up. So, a little bit of backstory. Sailor, last year, maybe even the year before, started making these individual dip pens. This The, the lineup is called the Hokoro uh, dip pens. And they had just, you know, fine, medium. I think they maybe did it stub, uh, stub dip, uh, dip nibs, right? So, it's just basically, you know, a plastic barrel with a steel nib and, like, no, like, ink filling system, right? Literally just a dip pen. And Pilot around the same time, like, they were just doing these dip nib pens. This was, I don't know if you remember last year or the year before when, like, we were talking about the uh, Japanese glass dip nib pens and how that's, like, all the rage. Mm-hmm. So, this was right around that time it, that Sailor and Pilot decided to make, like, a very entry-level type of dip nib pen. Just right. literally a plastic stip with, stick with a metal nib. Sell them for around $10, $12, something like that. So, just that that entry point. And they're all very good. Like, you know, neat little dip nibs. We've reviewed several of them, things like that. So, this one... Um, I've always wanted a food a nib to play around with and you know, that you've had different, different dip nib, um, options to grab like a food a nib, something like that. And a food a nib, if you're not familiar with them, we'll have a link in the show notes. It's like a turned up nib. Like the, like the, the tip of the nib is like turned up like a nose or like a beak type of situation. So yeah, it looks like you dropped it on the floor and bent it, but it's on purpose to give you a very angle dependent writing. So if I keep a very, very low angle, I get a very wide line, almost like a highlighter-esque line. And then the more I go vertical with my writing, the finer the line gets. So it also applies a lot of ink. Like when you're having that low writing angle, you can like really spread the ink around a lot. And Sailor actually makes angle, in in a different product, they actually make angle specific food a nibs it's like hey this one is a you know 60 angle or this one's a 35 angle something like that so it's a very angle dependent pen but what it's really good for in this particular case and why it comes in this set which we'll talk about is because it puts a lot of ink on the page so it's a very good ink sampling ink testing type of setup to have this food a nib very good for artwork very good for throwing a lot of ink around so sailor separately from the dip pens has made a couple of different series of inks which they don't normally offer in their standard ink lineup they make now a shimmer ink and they make a heavy sheening ink Right. So Sailor traditionally has not offered those as individual products. Right. If you go look at all of the the litany of Sailor products, um, of ink products that they make, there's no shimmer options and there's no like ultra sheener options. So they've said, hey, we're going to make some of these inks and we're going to sell them with these dip pens. So there's a couple of different series. And so the one I bought was uh so i guess this whole series uh is this the questionably named dipton uh series 
So in this one with the Fude nib, um, I bought Mellow Forest. So it's a green and kind of purpley blue shimmer ink. I broke this out on stream yesterday, Mike. I had the best time <laughs> with this silly nib huh. and this great ink color. It's a really, really kind of a dark foresty green and a purple shimmer that really pops. And what I really liked about it was how much ink this nib held as I was testing it, right? Like it's supposed to be like a like a a, a testing nib kind of, right? Yeah. Like you want to get a lot of ink and you want to be able to write a lot of words or, you know, put a lot of ink on the page or however you're going to test out, you know, draw a lot with it, you know, for your artwork. And it really did. Like it, any dip nib you want to have you don't want to have to go back into the bottle constantly right and this did a really good job with that so i and it's also as i found out after i kind of like fawned over just the process of writing with it dipping it and what the ink color was like it's crazy easy to clean like the way that they made this it's almost dummy proof to where you can just remove the nib uh, rinse it in the sink so it has a feed on it but it, the feed is not doesn't have the fins like you would think on a traditional uh, pen so it's very easy to clean um, and, and just the overall setup of this was really good so I, I definitely recommend these they're not cheap so they're like $23 for the set right it's literally just you know a, again a plastic stick with a steel nib and the <laughs> bottle of ink <laughs> The bottle of ink is only 10 milliliters, right? So you're not getting a whole um, a whole thing out of this. Like you're, It's not like a huge, huge setup, but yeah. it's a good test. I want to use, I, I immediately wanted to use this pen for other things um, because I was very pleased with just how the nib and feed worked, right? Yeah. You always worry about the, um, like the dry time, like how quick, you know, you're going to run out of ink and you do have to be careful with these shimmer inks, right? You want to... Um, you want to get a lot of shimmer, so you kind of want to shake it beforehand. So make sure that after you dip it, cap the bottle again so you don't pick up and shake the ink bottle without the cap before your next dip. So that's a pro tip there. Not that I, I did that. Um, so the instructions uh, were very funny in the packaging. This is, It's a very little, I don't know, I'll have to take a picture of the packaging. They did a good job with this. It's a, it's a good things come in small packages type of setup. But um, the instructions are shake, dip, write, wash. So like it's this little like it's like a dance move chart, right? Where you have a circle, number one, and then circle number one connects to number two. I'll put this on Instagram or something. But it's little it's literally like um, you're doing uh, the steps for like the, the Charleston or the Foxtrot or the Waltz or something. It's like a one, two, three four type of stuff and i just got a big kick out of that so i got a kick out of this project as a whole i i i kind of want some more of these inks i want to try one of the sheen ones i want to use this food a nib for everything i am putting this in the podcast because i was stunned at how much i enjoyed this little product so it's really fun to use clearly do you think this is something that i would be interested in I honestly think yes. Huh, okay. And I say that without question. Like, I, I'm not even hesitating. Um, to test out inks, it's just fun. Yeah, and right? I guess because with it's, the, the food ain't but like, especially if, you're, if you are trying out, like, shimmery inks or whatever, like, you're yep. just going to get such a good ink spread, right? That it's, it's good for that. Yeah, and I think, like, it's pretty clear that it took me 
until I could get the food A nib option to actually buy one of these because right. I have other dip nib options, right? I have things I can use as a dip nib and I have standard dip nibs, but to have this angle, this turned up angle on here gave me what I really want for an ink sampling pen is mm. put down a lot of ink very easily. Yes. Right. I'm not yes. having to sling ink onto the page, like, you know, like throw the pen at the page. I'm not having to just like, sp- like almost like eyedropper out and spread a bunch of ink. This one handled exactly what I wanted. Like I could see this being like a sole ink testing uh, nib, just the way it handled it. And believe me, I'm very late to the party on this on the food a nibs, right? This has been a thing for a long, long time. But mm. I was not really sure how I would use it. And like my handwriting style, like my print handwriting style, block style, is not really great for a food a nib. So I'm not going to be out here like doing calligraphy or beautiful artwork but what i am going to do is put a lot of ink on the page for testing inks and have something that i can clean out very easily like like i almost didn't need to rinse it out just the like a wet paper towel pretty much cleaned this thing um a hundred percent which i was impressed with so yeah it's good stuff i i i usually this is not a product i thought i would be fawning over but i had so much fun with it yesterday and they're all sold out in Penchalet, so you know. <laughs> it's a, it's I'll a. Keep my eye on it. Yeah, so they've done. This is the first time they did. They did the kit where you could get the pen and the ink together. So they okay. made it easy. Um, you've been able to buy things separately, um, separate barrels, and then when you buy the ink separately, you can actually get a larger twenty milliliter bottle instead of the tens that it comes mm-hmm. with in the little kit. So there okay. you go. All right, let's take a break, and then we got a fun. We've got a fun little topic to round yeah. up today's episode. Uh, we'd also like to thank our friends over at Squarespace for the support of this show. They are the all-in-one platform that lets you build your brand and grow your business online. You can stand out from the crowd of a beautiful website, engage directly with your audience, and sell anything from product services or the content that you create. Squarespace has everything you need all in one place. You can take advantage of beautifully designed professional website templates for Squarespace. They have designs for every category and every use case. Plus, you can customize your look, update content, and add features to fit your unique needs. You can make your Squarespace template do exactly what you want so your idea, brand, or business stands out on every device. You can also design it from every device with Fluid Engine, Squarespace's next-generation website design system. It is a reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile to allow you to stretch your imagination online even further than ever before. You can organize all of your content in their asset library, so you can upload, organize, and access all of your content from one place. No more scrambling around to find that image that you saved somewhere. You can manage them all from one central hub and use it across the Squarespace platform. And you can be confident that if you want to stand out in any inbox, you can do that with Squarespace's email campaigns. Once you've got visitors and you know customers coming to your site, you can encourage them to sign up as email subscribers and start them on the journey to becoming loyal customers. Just start with an email template, customize it by applying your brand ingredients like site colors and logo, plus built-in analytics measure the impact of every send. Go and check this out for yourself. You can build a Squarespace uh, site for your own with a free trial just go to squarespace.com penaddict you can see how easy it is to pick a template adjust a template and start putting content in and then when you decide you want to launch it to the world you just sign up go to squarespace.com penaddict use the code penaddict and you will save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain 
That is squarespace.com slash penaddict and the code penaddict when you decide to sign up for 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of the Pen Addict and Relay FM. I need to find my born on date for my Squarespace site. Oh, because man. it's so, it, it I, yeah, it's been a long time. I think the first version I used was Squarespace three, yeah. but that was but like Squarespace one and two were like instant, like it wasn't like a years long thing. Squarespace three was really early. Yeah, it's got to be older than the show, right? It's got to be close. Yeah, it's I think it's be close, maybe so. around that time. So yeah, yeah it's been a, figure that out. Hundred yeah. years or something. Like <laughs> it has been. It's good stuff. Good stuff. All right, Mike. So last week, uh, uh, we had a question where we wanted to build a kit, and um, you know, based around certain parameters, and we asked for more options uh, for that kit. And you know, what are the other things y'all wanted us to build? You know, we may not do. We're not going to do this every episode or anything like that. But I, we got some f- quick feedback uh, and had another kit that we wanted to build. But first, mea culpa. Um, I said last week's episode I was going to put an image of my kit out on Instagram, and uh. I didn't. Uh, spoiler, that was an episode recorded out of time. So right. I had to wait a week to put up the image to match, and then, of course, there's <laughs> no way I was going to remember to do that. So <laughs> I, owe y'all, I owe y'all an image of that. That kit's still sitting here on my desk, so needs to use it. But this week, uh, what kit do we want to build, Mike? So this one came in from Greg, who said, you've done a, fa- a fountain pen, a non-fountain pen, a pencil, and case question for travel. So that's what we just spoke about. But mm-hmm. what you chose was focused on utility. What if the need that you have is both functional, but to also impress in a business meeting? What would you take for a fountain pen, a non-fountain pen, a pencil, case, a notebook for a higher-end business meeting where you need to impress the other parties? No limit on price, but you can't possibly have anything malfunction or run out of ink. <laughs> I kind of like this one. Like it, it's a little bit more particular. I the whole idea of this these scenarios is to get something like super particular and how yeah. would we answer these like very particular questions. So, if I'm going to a meeting and I want to impress, what am I going to bring? And I thought about this. Like the fountain pen is obviously any fountain pen is going to impress because most people aren't expecting someone to bring out a fountain pen but if i really wanted to impress and given the fact that i don't have a chaos pen which was like let's be serious like that is the most impressive pen in the world yeah um i thought about like what i owned and what i want to do and to me one of the most impressive pens that i own is one of the most simple designs that i own and it's the Nakaya Ao Tamanuri, which is essentially just a black pen with a slight hint of green, blue-green trim. And the reason why I think that pen impresses so much is because it's so simple, right? Yeah. It is so simple, but it really pops, like the gloss of the finish of the Arushi lacquer uh, just really pops. And then you open it up and you can see like the blue-green of the threads, even though someone at a meeting may not even notice that. They're going to notice it's a fountain pen and say, oh, let me see that. And, you know, I could bring something like more externally, like stunning, like like the Milky Way or like your 3776. Uh, what's the model? The, the Galaxy. Galaxy style one. Yeah. Like you could bring just like a really, really, you know, bright, uh, you know, kind of stunning design externally. But I went with that kind of subtle look for 
the fountain pen and maybe that says something about me as well as like what I think uh, is going to make me feel good in the meeting as well. Mm. For the standard pen, this one's more impressive. Um, and the the only uh, kind of catch with this one is you can't possibly have anything malfunction or run out of ink. Sometimes the Pilot High Tech C refill in the aforementioned CWNT pen type B uh, it's a little bit of a slow starter, a little bit of a finicky pen, but mine in these pen type Bs tend to always work because it's the seal is really good. Yeah, I mean, obviously we can't, it's impossible to guarantee this, right? But like yeah. we can mm-hmm. just get, like what would we choose that we feel we'd have a pretty good like attempt right. with based on yeah. existing? And it, I just need it to work for an hour here. Yeah. Like I'm not in a month long meeting where like I'm going to run out of ink or something like that. Yeah. So like I'm going to be in good shape here. And plus that's a, that pen's such a talker, right? That's a real talking point. Um, Like the pencil choice, I went completely opposite of what I thought I might bring. And I'm bringing a Blackwing 602. I think that is one of the more interesting things that you could break out in a meeting is a traditional wooden pencil but not your standard not your standard yellow dixon ticonderoga like not no knockoff on the dixons um but like bringing like a very interesting blackwing 602 with that gray um like that gray silverish barrel and the gold ferrule and the interesting eraser I, i think that would be pretty cool especially one that's been like half used right not like your fresh black wing because I do have a case limitation. I like anytime y'all are going to ask us for a case, it's almost always going to be the Sinclair <laughs> because I'm not bringing 500 pens, right? I'm bringing, you know, two or three pens and they're going in a Sinclair. This one I chose, I have a specific one that Mark made me when we were, um, when we were designing the, the Sinclair R for rickshaw with the coyote, like the light tan exterior and the just the hot pink interior. Like I gotta show off some of my style in the in the meeting. So I've got these very particular, you know, not outwardly like obsessed, uh, uh, like wild looking pens. But when you take out this Sinclair, it looks pretty basic on the outside and you know pretty pretty awesome on the inside. Yep. Notebook was the hardest thing, um, because. This is something I wouldn't be totally particular if I really wanted to put on a show. And I was limiting this to stuff that I own, right? So like a Plotter A5 is a very impressive product given that I've owned one. I had an orange cover one. Like that would be the one. Like if I wanted to impress, this would work with all my pens and pencils that I took. That would be a good choice. But I really think it would boil down to like a well-used or well-loved standard black a5 notebook or even like a Midori soft cover A5 notebook and something that's been about halfway used, right? I'm not taking a fresh notebook into a meeting. I'm not taking anything into a meeting that looks like I just took it out of the package, right? Like that hmm. this is this is how I thought about this little kit building thing, right? This is all stuff that I've used and loved and shows that I care about these products by using them. Yeah. So, yeah, I I really thought about that uh, a lot as I was picking out some of these things. So um, what do you got here, Mike? I, I forgot about uh, this pen that you have, and I think this is kind of a killer choice. So what you got here? Yeah, so for my fountain pen, my initial thought, and I still kind of stand by this a little bit, maybe it's not so much for me, but I might recommend it for other people. It's just a very simple vanishing point. 
Yep. Because that's a head turner to people that don't understand what's going on. And it's like, it, ha- it makes a statement, you know? It's got mm-hmm. a very loud knock and it's just cool. Yeah, totally agree. But for me, I was looking at the pens that I own and what I wanted to find was something that looked professional, impressive, which is a thing that people enjoy, but wasn't garish. Like a lot of mm-hmm. my pens are too much for a professional <laughs> setting, right? Yeah. Like if I take like a bright orange 1911, right? It's just like it's too much. Mm-hmm. So I thought the the one that would maybe work the best was uh, me and you both had Jonathan Brooks do some Arushi work on a King of Pen that we bought. So we both bought this King of Pen. We got a good deal on them. And then we sent them to Jonathan for like, I don't know, a year or something. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> no, that was the Lamies. He gave him those and he was working on those yeah. for a year. It was a few yeah, months. Just you have the King of Pen. Yeah. Oh, did you not do it? I, thought I you did, did not that. do this one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we both bought this one. It's like a clear yeah. one, right? With like blue accents. Blue finials, yep. He Arushi finished mine. I don't have a good image of it. I'll, I'll try and get some good photos of it, but I, I will have to share them next week. Um, but yeah, that's probably what I would go with because it's it's pretty understated. Yeah. Standard pen is a Mark One. Looks good. Works great. Pencils are Mark Three. Cases are Sinclair. Notebook is a Sidekick Notepad. We made it for meetings as well. Mm-hmm. So pretty boring towards the end from last time, but that's it. Yeah. Like the sidekick would. No, I think, it, but that like you know, this is going to work. You know, it's going to look good. Yeah, you know, you're going to be comfortable with it. Like this is one of those things. Like we like like in different. I don't know sports yeah. or anything that you like spend money to go do a thing, but mm-hmm. you like you got to buy the shirt or the shorts. It's like it's look good, feel good, feel good, play good type of thing. And like you want to be comfortable with the things you're bringing and like that's the kind of way I look at it too. So um, the Sidekick Notepad is a great choice um, because of the format of it. Like I said, like I, this, the notebook is... I could not believe I had very little opinions on the notebook when I had very strong opinions about everything else. The only thing I yeah. wanted from the notebook yeah. is for it to be used. I did want it to be like brand new out the box. So yeah, I think that's a good setup. And that the Brooks, uh, the King of Pen, that was like my third choice. So the three pens for like the meeting were the Nakaya, the Milky Way, Namiki that I have, and then like yeah. the um like the really uh the mosaic green king of pen that i have that's like super flashy and i was like ah, i'm just not gonna be comfortable with the super flashy pen let me go with the the subtle subtle beauty in the nakaya so yeah great stuff good uh good kit greg i appreciate that so uh let's tackle a couple of these ass tpas and then we'll get ourselves out of here mike is that okay that sounds great to me all right i want to hit this first one for sure all right, first comes from Elliot who says, what is the aversion that smaller pen makers have to putting clips on their pens? I'm talking to you, Spoke Pens, but you're not the only culprit. I've written to Spoke. I've written to Shown Design, asking about putting clips on the Spoke Fountain Pen and the Shown Ultim, respectively. Both told me, quote, maybe next year. But this was years ago. If this is so hard to do, is this so hard to do from a manufacturing <laughs> perspective? I bought a couple of clipless pens and they lay idle in their boxes because they're hard to carry. I've added a lot of drama into Elliot's message. But realistically, I think that Elliot was putting that level of drama into the message. So I yeah, thought yeah. I would just do a good job of getting it across. It's a it's a good question. Like I, I don't disagree with, with what Elliot's looking for here. But, I don't think it's a good question. So you can I, give your you no, can give what you want to say. You're being nice, but then I have something to say. Oh no, no, it's a fair question. 
the answer is you're not going to, then it might not be a pen for you, right? That you're not going to always get what you want because clip design is so hard to make something that we feel is aesthetically pleasing and works, right? It is so, you would not believe what we're going through right now to make the clip for our upcoming click pen. We're not, we've like, we've almost gone back to the drawing board because it's so hard to make. And we're not just going to slap a clip on any old pen because it looks ridiculous and it's going to work poorly, right? We're not making this, we're not making the choice to have a clip or not have a clip lightly, right? Mm. It's a decision all through the process on whether a clip works for the product. And if it does work for the product, how is it best integrated into the product? And then if it's integrated in the product, how well is it going to work for the customer? And are they going to break it and bend it? And can we replace it? Like it is so difficult to like make a clip decision. Like it is one of the big hang up points in design from a pen. And we're not just going to put any old clip on our pens and ruin what they look like just because someone might want a clip on their fountain pen. Like that's just going to be a pen that's not going to be for you. Right. Like, and that's okay. Like it's okay to like not purchase a pen because it doesn't have a clip because you need a clip. That doesn't mean every maker should put a clip on every one of pens they make just to placate a customer, right? If it doesn't fit or if it doesn't work for that particular design. So it's not easy, right? Like it is very difficult to design a good clip on a pen and we're not just going to throw anything on there just because, just because, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the thing that I want to say is just like people make the things that they want to make or the way that they want to make them. Mm -hmm. Like, not every product will be made for you. Like, right. That's yeah. just the nature of the way that this stuff works. And like, mm -hmm. if you wanted to put a clip on the pen, you would have done that, but you didn't want to. And so that's the end of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's and we I look feel. at like literally every pen we make, we look at it. You know yeah. what? The icon, the icon and the axle, the, the two fountain pens did not work in those designs that we have to work with a clip. We can make some other completely different design and make it so a clip integrates but we wanted to make the pen we wanted to make and a clip did not work for those pens and like yep. it's 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 not <laughs> we're not doing it so elliot doesn't buy our pens we're doing it because we feel it's the right design decision for that product right exactly so, yeah it's it's you would not believe how much we think about clips on pens and how to design them and how to make them well like i I could go on for an hour just in our products, how much time and effort we put into that. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to say no because it's a bad idea design wise or technical wise or functionality wise or manufacturing wise. Like it's a very complex, uh, <laughs> very complex answer to a very simple question. And Josh says, I have a scary story for you. It's not quite a horror story, but it's quite harrowing. Uh, I will just, before I get to the story, I've pre-read this story. Okay, I haven't yet. There's just a slight amount of, like, uh, I'll content warning this, but I'm not sure how to do it, right? I just, like... Okay, yeah, I see now, yes. Right? They're, like, this is a, a tad gruesome. So, you, you've been warned. Uh, I started a pen club at my university and we were wrapping up a meeting. I had passed around a few Lamy All-Stars and people were handing them back to me. In a split second, I hear someone say, here you go. 
I see a flash of purple and silver and I feel a stainless steel nib puncture my bicep. <laughs> Someone had thrown the pen at me. The cap came off in the process. Thankfully, the nib was a medium. <laughs> okay, so it maybe it, the pen had like red ink in it because I don't know how hard you'd have to throw a pen to stab someone with a medium lami nib. Like that's just not possible. So maybe there was red ink and you thought you got stabbed. But like I, I do appreciate the sentiment of the story. In you that, don't believe what, it's true. Oh no, no, I believe it's true. But I think, uh, I, I think puncture is a little bit of a strong word. <laughs> Josh, the gauntlet has been thrown down. We especially, require proof. Especially when uh, they use the word thrown and puncture, right? Did I see thrown? Yep, thrown and puncture. Uh, yeah, those, and, and then Lamy medium. So um, You heard it here, Josh. <laughs> Brad doesn't believe you, so you need to provide proof. You can email now, proof to hello mm. at penaddict.com. <laughs> so what I see is someone of my having my back turned and someone handing this to me and me turning into it while it's being held in a hand and getting stabbed. Yeah. Mm. I like I'm down with that. All right. I'm down with that. But a Lamy well. medium nib, that's like a crayon. Like no one you know what no you one need says to do, Josh. <laughs> no one says the crayon punctured my bicep and that's what we're talking about here, Josh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if you would like to send in anything of your own. By the way, if you do have horror stories, uh, it is around the spooky season, so you yeah. can send those in too. We might get to some. I have at least one. I have, at least one. I know I have right. one that we can share next week. com. If you have pen horror stories, terrible things have happened to you, go to penaddictfeedback.com and send us in an Ask TPA question. And we'll take a look at those. But you can also send in all your regular questions there too, including your feedback and follow-up about the show. If you want to find Brad online... Go to panaddict.com and he is panaddict on social media. You can also find Brad over at twitch.tv slash panaddict three times a week, streaming for your stationary enjoyment. If you're stationary, watch the man with the stationary, you know? Like you're stationary watching <laughs> the stream and you've got I got yours. you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you, that's a new one. No one's thought that before. Mm, never heard Spokedesign.com of it. Spokedesign.com for Brad's products. You can find me without online. Clips. Without clips. Some with clips, some without clips. Pull all the clips off, break all the clips <laughs> off, you know? <laughs> Uh, you can go to iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, that's me, on social media. Uh, you can find this show at Relay FM, where you can find other shows that I host, and my products over at cortexbrand.com. Uh, thank you so much to Squarespace and Wild Grain for their support of this show, but most of all, thank you for listening. Until next time, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.